I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 119, verses 17 through 32 on page 490, and Psalm 117 of 487. O do well unto thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes, that I may see thy wondrous things of thy law. I am a stranger upon earth, O hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh out for the very fervent desire that it hath a way unto thy judgments. Thou hast rebuked the proud, and cursed are they that do err from thy commandments. O turn from me shame and rebuke, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant is occupied in thy statutes. For thy testimonies are my delight and my counselors. My soul cleaveth to the dust, O quicken thou me according to thy word. I have acknowledged my ways, and thou heardest me, O teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of thy commandments, and so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for very heaviness, comfort thou me according to thy word. Take from me the way of lying, and cause thou me to make much of thy law. I have chosen the way of truth, and thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord, confound me not. I will run away at thy commands, when thou hast set my heart at liberty. O praise the Lord, all ye nations, praise him, all ye peoples. For his merciful kindness is evermore and more towards us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise the Lord. Here beginneth the twentieth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Now Pasher, the son of Immer, 
the priest who was also chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. Then Pasher struck Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. And it happened on the next day that Pasher brought Jeremiah out of the stocks. Then Jeremiah said to him, The Lord has not called your name Pasher, but Magor Misabib. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends, and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. I will give all Judah into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive to Babylon, and slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the wealth of this city, all its produce, and all its precious things, all the treasures of the kings of Judah, I will give into the hand of their enemies, who will plunder them, seize them, and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house, shall go into captivity. You shall go to Babylon, and there you shall die, and be buried there, you and all your friends, to whom you have prophesied lies. O Lord, you induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I, and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted violence and plunder, because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. For I heard many mocking, fear on every side. Report, they say, and we will report it. All my acquaintances watched for my stumbling, saying, Perhaps he can be induced, then we will prevail against him and we will take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. But, O Lord of hosts, you who test the righteous and see the mind and heart, let me see your vengeance on them. For I have pleaded my cause before you. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the poor from the hand of evildoers. Cursed be the day in which I was born. Let the day not be blessed in which my mother bore me. Let the man be cursed who brought news to my father, saying, A male child has been born to you, making him very glad. And let that man be like the cities which the Lord overthrew and did not relent. Let him hear the cry in the morning and the shouting at noon, because he did not kill me from the womb, that my mother might have been my grave, and her womb always enlarged with me. Why did I come forth from the womb to see labor and sorrow, that my day should be consumed with shame? Here endeth the first lesson.
My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Then, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used it to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, and they came, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. 
Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech the Almighty God mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create, make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all who desires all good counsel and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. Love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about our lessons today. And just a note, uh, you may have noticed that I said the Gloria Patri at the end of Nuke Diminis, which you're not supposed to do during Passion Tide, from Passion Sunday up until Easter Sunday. We do not say the Gloria Patri, and this has been a tradition of the church. And you know, it's very difficult. We're all so used to saying it, and so then we'll spend the next two weeks not saying it. And once it starts to become accustomed to not saying it, then we'll start saying it again. Uh, but just to, a couple points about tonight's lessons, especially in our chapter twenty of Jeremiah here. This is one of those unfortunate circumstances with the translation of the new king james where it does a disservice to scripture in verse 7 the new king james says "O lord you induced me and i was persuaded but in the you know the original king james version and, and almost all other translations of the bible it says "O lord you deceived me and i was deceived and so likely the the translators demurred and didn't want to to ascribe to God the idea that he can deceive. But this has been a passage that the church has always wrestled with. How is it that God can deceive? How is it that the prophet Jeremiah can can see God as being deceptive? And, you know, there's a couple ways of coming at this. The, the early church fathers saw it as the way a parent might deceive a child to get them to go to, you know, go to the doctor or something like this. But, you know, I don't think you have to put too much effort into it. This is Jeremiah's perception. This is Jeremiah's prayer to God. He has been 
chosen by God as a prophet to foretell of the destruction and the the being carried away into captivity by by into Babylon. And so he's been proclaiming these things and been suffering for them. And so he's been proclaiming these things and it has not immediately come to pass. He has not been immediately vindicated. And that's what he desires is he's he doesn't want to suffer things, but he's willing to do it if God will do what he says he's going to do and vindicate him. So we can see that it's really God's patience is working on Jeremiah so that he follows God's will, not out of benefit to himself. He he still has this thing that we all have, is that we're willing to follow God as long as we get good things out of it. If we don't immediately perceive the good things out of our faith in God and in Christ, why are we doing them? We, you know, we don't want to endure suffering for no purpose. But, and I think most of us would be willing to endure a certain amount of suffering if we were guaranteed an end date. I will endure these things if I get this thing at the end. It's much more difficult for all of us to say, I am going to endure the suffering because I trust in God and that I don't know what the result will be. I know that in the end, we all hope for the, you know, to be with Jesus in heaven and to be, rise again in the resurrection. But what that really looks like, what that really is, 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 you know, hard for us to grasp. We want the good things in this world. We want our portion of heaven in this life. And it's difficult for us to endure things if we don't know what is actually going to result. We know that we have a, we participate in the kingdom of heaven. But what does that really look like? How do we hold on to that? How do we manifest that in our life? through our suffering, through the bad things. And undoubtedly what Jeremiah is going through are bad things, and he's foretelling bad things for his people. How do we endure in that? And the answer ultimately comes up to what Jeremiah is doing, taking these concerns and and his doubts, his anger to God. We do ourselves a disservice if we try to put on airs with God. If we try to be, we try to act pious when we're not really feeling pious. If we try to put on a brave face, if we try to put a smile on our face in our prayer, our prayer is the one place where we can be truly honest with God and with ourselves. And God can heal and change us if we are willing to open ourselves up to him and to be honest, and tell him our pain, tell him our problems, tell him our feelings. It's okay to express your emotions with God, to tell him that I'm feeling angry about these things. I don't understand why I'm suffering. I don't know understand why other people are going through these things. I don't have the answer to these things, 
please help me and be with me in it. That is the essence of the relationship that God wants with us, to have a loving relationship as persons. He wants to, us to be fully ourselves. And when we are fully ourselves, he can be fully God to us and heal us in our afflictions if we will let him be there with us in our afflictions and not try to to paper them over or to to seek immediate relief from our discomfort. If we are willing to be uncomfortable and allow God into that that space, that is when he can heal us. And that is when he's, his love is most profound and most alive to us, when we can experience it fully. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wished us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Father John. Thank yeah, you, Father thank, John. Thank you. Thank you. That was Good a great evening, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye.